Hello, and welcome to the Words Point Podcast. Today, my guest is Andrew Kiefer. He was on the show before. He's an interesting guest. We have a long-term conversation, and uh, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Words Point Podcast. Today, uh, it's just me right now. Um, no guests present. Uh, I'm doing this after the fact, but... It's a interesting podcast. Haven't done one like this uh, ever, I think. Uh, so what it is, is it's me and him talking, Andrew. And we talk about a variety of things, as you probably saw. It's a longer one. It's about two hours. And we never really get into the intro, and we just kind of start right into the conversation. And along with that, the audio, for whatever reason... Thank GarageBand, I guess. Kept on cutting. So there's like three different distinct hard cut points. Um, Think of it as a puzzle box. You got to try to figure out what we were talking about before I noticed uh, that it cut out. Um, Other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I have wonderful conversations with this man. And uh, yeah, bear with me. Um, Bear with everything. Let me know what you think if you can. Uh, so let's get right into it. Stop. Like every, he does everything. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Got, like scientists, comedians, which I feel like for just talk, like you don't want to hear from like actors or I, I no, he, they've almost, they got to be spaced out. <laughs> yeah. Cause if yeah, it was yeah. constantly actor after actor after actor, I mean, actors know a lot about the roles that they play, but like yeah. as for personal development, normally if they're like childhood actor on up, you don't really have a lot of uh personal experience outside of the acting community well, like, how is someone going to relate to that as much i feel like all the actors that he's ever had on though are like like kind of interesting just in like that they themselves are sort of interesting like they're not just like a actor oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying they're kind of like characters <laughs> yeah like uh yeah. when he had robert downey jr or even exactly. i mean this isn't really an actor but when they had when he had miley cyrus on she, like there's yeah, a point girl for... swinging on a fucking wrecking ball yeah. naked actually i would kind of want to talk to that person right like so what's going on in your head like, <laughs> exactly like i'm not judging it's kind of cool actually i remember that was like in eighth grade where that happened and i remember i was in catholic school and like we had a teacher who was just railing against miley and i don't know how how long this was post montana so i don't know if hannah montana okay. so i don't know how was... shocking it was but i remember being really proud like of her and like and not like like i was just like in my head i was just like wow good for like her yeah because i was like she's had having to fake it this entire time like not <laughs> fit like fake being hannah montana because like everybody knew that but like yeah fake being like a good goody two goody two shoes for yeah. this kind of role that she was playing i never really thought about it like that how it was it's almost literally breaking out of like the shell that her tv show kind of put her in oh yeah because it's yeah. like even though it was a quote-unquote character you still are a child star who yeah. can't like be a bad person like singing about molly and shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was like, there you go. Well, she, I mean, like, it was kind of funny because she did, like, all of her Hannah Montana stuff, Disney. And mm-hmm. she had, like, that one song, Party in the USA. And you're like, all right, she started. She's not quite, she's not quite Hannah anymore. <laughs> and then, like, and, like the next album, you're like, oh, fuck, where'd her hair go? Like, she's really. Wait, 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 hold up. <laughs> she's really, I was like, <laughs> she, she's been partying quite a bit. She's like. <laughs> 
parting so hard it was just too much of a pain. Comb yeah, hair, just shave it off. I've always liked her when she, yeah. once she became crazy. I don't, I don't. I it, people are more interesting when they are crazy. I would rather musicians. It makes sense to me when musicians are insane because it's like what a great job with like such little responsibility. <laughs> yeah, like, but like a lot. I get at the same like you got to be good, but if you are good, then it's like you don't have to worry about. It. Like you just go up there and have fun with it. Right, and when you're writing music, you've got a gift to like either lyricize and write like actual music by yourself. Hopefully mm-hmm. if you're doing that, just fucking you're crazy enough to like write something that's good that millions of people want to listen to. You got to be crazy. You can't be a stand oh, up. true. Otherwise, or if you're putting out like cookie cutter songs, like some country songs, some pop songs, they're just cookie cutter sh- songs, you know. You're, like, you're, gonna, you're in Stevens Point, sir. You be careful. <laughs> I'm just when saying. I like country. I like good country. Uh, I've there's gonna be trucks pulling up on Isidore right fucking now. Are they gonna? Have What'd you say? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't get me started in country. Well, I mean, what pisses me off about country is like. I suppose any really song from the heart, it's like you can't knock it if they're like being genuine. But it's like, please don't tell me about the dirt roads and Bud Light you drank when I know yeah. you're hopping onto your private jet and the only beer that's touching your fucking lips are like craft IPAs, okay? <laughs> like, like straight from the mountains water. He's like, you're not a man of the people. The gods piss water. That's what they drink. Uh, no. Did you ever? Yeah. <laughs> did you ever listen to like or watch Bo Burnham specials? Yes, he talks. Yes, he talks about the he same thing. Yeah, he does like a, a song. song. <laughs> he's just he ripping a on. mocking country country song. Yeah, I always thought he was so funny. He's hilarious. Admittedly, he's probably the type of guy that people straight from the country just despise oh 100 so like, <laughs> and vice versa i don't know what happened to him uh uh i think he made like a movie and then he just dropped off the earth <laughs> dude he was i mean it was a different time when he released his albums but he was he was a little touchy like for his age and what i mean i guess maybe if you put it in song it doesn't mean as much but like he would joke about like rape and killing yourself and stuff like that on stage in yeah. a song and just get away with it. Yeah. Maybe I mean, what? 8 years ago now. That's such a good point because even with comedy today cuz you think comedy things are pretty um, you know, everything's pretty much fair game, but I don't really say so anymore. You just got to be careful about what you say. Yeah. But it's like if you even pa- if you package it as a comedic song, you give you another layer of protection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's built in that you aren't trying to prove a point if you're singing it. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I never really thought about that that way. Because think about coming onto a college campus and singing a song, Kill Yourself, over and over again. Because it's one of the songs he has, right? Like, yeah. Kill yourself. No, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it in a minute. (laughs) Like, I think it's open the oven and stick your head right in it. (laughs) Anyways, that, you can sing that. You can sing that just fine. (laughs) I think one of the lines is have Oprah sit on your face. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just trying to see. I want to remember the lyrics of this mm. song. <laughs> Should I Google it? Yes. <laughs> I think I swear to God, that's a lie. Um, Bo Burnham. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Don't want it, YouTube. Genius lyrics. Wow. Uh, okay, stick your tongue in a plug. There suck, you go. suck a pipe of exhaust. Um, let Oprah sit on your face. It's right here. <laughs> it's right after Be Gay in Iran. <laughs> like, uh, poor Oprah. <laughs> She's fine. She's got White Rogers. Yeah, shit. I honestly, she's she's fine. <laughs> she thinks she has a billion dollars. I don't, I don't understand her. Like she impacted a whole generation of moms. Yeah, and that's her cult following. I yeah yeah I think yeah I think <laughs> I don't want to say like she's like she's, she's clearly a smart lady, but like I'm still like what did you like what was your like, What's your accomplishment? You're you're a journalist, kind of TV show, maybe ish. But do you think like I don't know anything on TV. the subject? But did she even pick the people she was talking to? I I don't. You know, is I, that? Did she like? What I'm kind of curious is that like, did she like usher in like daytime talk TV? Was like she like kind of the first who do, who did that? That could be because then I could understand maybe why I was like, okay, she's the first of that kind of kind of person, right? Like the like, like the first Ellen ish, Ellen, Katie Couric's, like all those yeah, just horrible shows that are just so heartless. And, uh, like, just, <laughs> yeah, so bad. <laughs> How are we gonna cook this brat on Fourth of July? Here's Greg with tips on grilling. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I'll watch this for a half an hour. <laughs> and then they're like, and it's, it's like only a four-minute segment. So he's like, so I'm going to put this in the oven, and I'm going to take out this really dry brisket that's been in here for like four hours. But yeah. we're going to pretend it's really good, and you're going to say it's, it's really It's delicious, right? It's delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's <so> <laughs> yeah, It'd be she, really funny if they're like eight. So, and like, I just, uh, I've always just... I've always just wanted somebody to like spit it out. Like, be like, this is horrible. <laughs> just like ruin like that chef's career. Just like, I can't like... see like that kind of idea. I want to, I think it'd be amazing if we took like that kind of idea. Yeah. Like just that, like, I don't know. That'd probably be a 15 second clip mm-hmm. and just make a compilation of a bunch of moments that like should go wrong sometimes, but never do. Because yeah. I think of those sometimes and they just make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they acting like that? They, they, or something like that, and you can just, like, clip that. And it would be a little bit too short for an SNL skit. I don't know. I just think it would be really, really funny. Because just that, someone spitting out the food that some, like, professional chef made for them on a talk show is hilarious. Well, I've seen these compilation of, like, news bloopers before. <laughs> and you know what the... I mean, the funniest thing about them is not even, like, that the bloopers are that crazy. It's that... If you overwatch like local news and you realize like how just fucking like 
like just rigid they are in these programs and they're just like reading the teleprompter like lifelessly and they look like robots and then one little deviation from that is like you can just totally tell it rocks their world it's like off rails <laughs> yeah like and you can just see like somebody running in the background like fuck it <laughs> like they're like oh can't believe that happened it's like you're in public there's a camera on you what the fuck did you think would happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, that would be me. Like, oh, 100%. Like, Someone naked running behind. Yeah. Fuck. Well, like, I love the weird ones, too. Like, like there's, like, there's, like, a rainstorm outside or, like, snowing. And this reporter was out there. And this guy, he was, he was like, almost naked. But he had, like, Speedo on. And he was running with, like, a horse hide on in the background. I was like, these are the legends in America. <laughs> I like, uh, you ever watch them, like, the news compilations where they quit on camera yeah it's so funny there's this one lady in alaska i don't know her name but she <laughs> headed up this campaign to legalize no this is what people don't re- like this this goes so much deeper that okay. lady okay so there's this woman who lived in alaska and she was like a local news right. journalist um However, on the side, she had invested significantly in, like, the marijuana industry, and she helped head up a campaign in Alaska to get recreational marijuana on the ballot. And so when it passed, she, like, was – because she basically invested a ton in this industry, she was going to go work full-time in the legal cannabis industry in Alaska because it was, like, this new market that basically developed, and she invested a ton of money. She was like, okay, I'm going to be freaking rich. And so she's on this news program, and she's basically like, yeah, we just passed. She's like, I'm, and she's like, fuck it, I quit. <laughs> it's like, that's, she's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I. Got uh, a drug legalized and just like on TV, like, fuck it, I quit. Um, I never knew the backstory to that. Yeah. I've seen the clip. That's just, it makes it so much better. She needed, like, I would just, all, it would, only thing that would have made it better if she had, like, background music as she, like, walked off like this. <laughs> and they just started recording her as she's moving just, away. She just pulls out a joint, lights it up, like, smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop comes and greets her at the car. And oh, yeah, goes, yeah. Hello, miss. This, wait, I'll be your chauffeur. That's so cool. <laughs> Everybody wants a good quitting story, you know? Mm-hmm. Never had one. I have walked in on a job the day that I was supposed to work and just quit. I, yeah, it was, what was that? Uh, it was a restaurant that I got. I was working two other jobs at the time. It was like, like senior year winter. I just like worked. I was just like get money for college. Plus it's winter in Wisconsin. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> so like I just worked and the restaurant I was working at burnt to the ground. So I got a different <laughs> restaurant gig. <laughs> And I started working there, and it was just not it. It was not fun. I was supposed to be a waiter, and they put me in the kitchen, and they're like, we'll train you to be a waiter someday. And I was like, I wanted this job to be a waiter, not to work in the kitchen. So I just walked in one day, and the manager was like, hi, Adam. Which, yeah, I don't think you work until for another couple hours. And I was like, I'm not coming in today. And he's like, Okay. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just figured I'd come in and tell you. And he was was like, nope. I kind of expected it seeing you come walking in here. You're not the first one who's done this. And then I felt really bad. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It sounds like he needs to create a more inviting workplace environment. Yeah. Right? (laughs) That's what I tell myself. 
like, <laughs> you'll feel bad for the guy. Oh, yeah, you're not the first one to quit. <laughs> he takes it so personally. It's like, it, the place was called Mr. Blue, Brew's Tap House. You know, oh, Mr. Brew's Tap House. No, I've never been, but, uh. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? Oprah? That was a Tap. while ago we were talking about Oprah sitting on faces. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you have Oprah <laughs> would I? on your face? Because it's Oprah. Money. It's the amount of money. It, well, you, she's gotta, do, you, do you have to be paid? I mean, well, this it could be like a bartering system. I mean, okay. are we talking purely? Do you get like a picture or a video of this happening? And does it go like, can you put it onto the internet? I feel like I mean, does that make it question. better for you? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you could go viral, and then you could get famous as the guy that Oprah sat on his face. I like how you're thinking. My initial thought wasn't like, oh, like, like you could capitalize on it either as like a sugar baby and or just by the fact that you are a dude that slept with Oprah, and you could probably get pretty famous for that. But I guess it is because I was thinking just like you could you'd have like a great story at the bar. You you would have <laughs> like Oprah sat in my face. Well, that's why you gotta have like the photo, like uh, yeah, like would people believe you? It kind of would tickle me to believe, like, to be so adamant about it, and then people be like, "Is this guy for real?" And I'll be like, "I'm totally for real." And then they probably still wouldn't believe me, but they're gonna be like driving home, being like, "Oh my god, did Oprah actually sit in my face?" <laughs> Googling it. Holy shit! There, there. I mean, she's got a boyfriend, right? I have no idea. I don't know. Is she married? I, who knows? She, but like this is kind of the point. Is I feel like she's though she's such an iconic figure. She's so elusive. Like I don't know if she's. I've never heard if she's married or not. No. What is her? What? What are you doing? How did you get where you are? Like people thought she. People were like Oprah for president, and I'm like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Like what? Is, like like how? Like how did she get to this point where she was so revered? Like I know she had like a TV show, but there's got to be something, right? Though. And she always did the everybody gets a free whatever. In That's the what it is. That's how you win that's people a, over. That's, uh, <laughs> just give away free shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It, well, it's like God. Even you're not paying for it, Oprah. Everyone's like, yeah, Oprah and Subaru is like it was us. Fire <laughs> cars. God damn it. It's not near. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was definitely just promotional shit. Yeah. Yeah. It just gave away for free. <laughs> You're going to get this free cutlery set today. Yeah. What were we showcasing <laughs> on the show? Oprah, nice. like, screaming into a mic. Yeah, consumerism! <laughs> for you and for you! <laughs> get mama some of the advertising money! <laughs> I feel like that would be a really good... Um, that would be a good meme of having Oprah's face just be, like, the United States flag. And, like... <laughs> The audience being USSR, like citizens being like, and democracy for you, and democracy for you, and then like have it all burn up because it didn't work. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there. I mean, that's an idea. That's 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 an idea. I don't know. <laughs> I had an idea though before when we were talking about something. D- just so you know, sir, you're the first person that I know that I've talked to today. I really haven't seen anybody. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like I went to BioLife, doing plasma, so I saw them, but I don't know them. Right. And I saw some people in dining, but I don't know them. I don't facilitate my time with them. Oh, it's so weird living it's, in like, I mean, semi-isolation. 
But anyways, my idea was, okay, I remember it now. So, like, we were talking about the Oprah pictures, Oprah videos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, like, how would someone believe that those are even real? I wonder if there's going to be eventually, like, a proven authenticator for, like, viral images and videos on the web. Like, like an actual someone that they go to. Like, for shoes, there's, like, StockX or, like, Goat or something like that. Or there's that kind of stuff for, like, coinage and, like, baseball cards and stuff like that. Companies that are, like, renowned for approving something's authenticity and, like, rating it for, like, different aspects. I wonder if, do you think something like that will develop for the interwebs? Um, maybe because like the deep fake software, for example, is super easy to use and like, very good, very good. And, and that's, I mean, that's very recent, right? So it's, we can only assume that'll only get better <laughs> with like within a decade and e- even easier for use to use to the average person. And so I think where it becomes a problem is like, you know, if somebody does like a deep fake of like of a celebrity, mm-hmm. then people don't. It's not really an issue because what they're doing it usually for is a form of like entertainment or, you know, a joke. I mean, right. Yeah. However, it's like if you're, you know, if you are like a sociopath and you have certain motives, I feel like if you were just trying to screw with sort of like the average Joe, I don't know how I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not that big of a psychopath. Yeah. Yet, I don't know how you could use deep fake <laughs> to like screw somebody over, but I'm sure you could. Is what I'm saying. Basically. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I mean, even God, it, it's, telephone scams are still like a giant thing, right? Like, I don't understand how they are, or or like the emails that you get that like someone logged onto your Netflix well, account. Well, you know, well, like for example, like they they did it once, like my grandpa. Yeah. So like that's really who people are getting. It's yeah. They're going to be, you know. They're, they're, capitalizing, they're capitalizing on vulnerable people right um who maybe like aren't great with technology right so <laughs> possibly it, like aren't you know they're alive right after world war ii you know yeah. so they're not really onto the cell phone things yet yeah <laughs> maybe not so great with tech tech or covid just no mid-a. they're just like nah not having it keep it away from them <laughs> uh so, I don't know, because I feel like, because the base, well, I'm thinking about it, and I think, like, because I'm, th- I'm thinking about, like, sort of the nature of the scam, and what they did was, is they got a dude on the phone and just pretended to be me, and it was like, oh, grandpa, like, I was like, I was in a car crash, um, and I'm in the hospital, um, but, like, I need you to post my bail because I'm getting arrested, because of something yeah like that was yeah right that was you know and so he was actually going to do it and so it's like well if you uh, were within 10 years if that's super easy to use and perfected there are still certainly people out there who would probably not or wouldn't be able to distinguish again maybe older people so yeah which brings into question you know there's like you have to sign the form that says you're not 13 to get on to websites and social media mm-hmm. there should maybe possibly be a cap to that being like if you're between the ages of like 13 and 87 <laughs> you're allowed to go on the internet <laughs> if you don't fall in those ranges just get off <laughs> Done. 
get all all 80 year olds off facebook (laughs) it would be such a positive i don't want to see you ever get those like if you don't repost this you're not religious or you don't believe in god it's like grandma it's fine (laughs) you don't need to no i get a lot of the spam emails sometimes or used to i was like grandma why are you sending me this (laughs) that's rough yeah and they're always like the weirdest stories i'm like what the fuck you ever i'm sure you do do you know the scams that they try to run on like kids our age typically men our age where it's like a girl like adds you on snapchat or facebook and then messages you like hey or something like that you ever get those it'll be like oh yeah 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 well like i I, um i've like heard like or obviously i think everyone knows like tinder spam i feel like that's like yeah it's pretty much the same thing yeah like that's just another scam that's yeah i don't i don't see how many people they get they could get with that like what's their what's their motive i here's the thing there's somebody behind it right so clearly they have to be making something i'd love to talk to the person behind it black markets are so interesting to me yeah because they're they're there they're not regulated not regulated it's the essence of what they are yeah <laughs> not saying that like i want to get into like black markets but like all i'm saying is a marijuana was a black market until it got completely legalized and now you're seeing how giant of a cash cow it is simply because it's being regulated and we can actually track these things so it's right. like when something is illegal or shit's done that's not anything like that it's like i would be interested to know like how much is money is made by the average person who does like internet scams or pretends to be like a hot girl on tinder and it's like <laughs> d- dumb desperate guys are like here's ten dollars <laughs> i would love yeah that'd be very interesting yeah. i don't know i i always say uh, like if i was a girl and i would definitely like first off, sell feet pics. Jesus. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Their feet. Some guys getting off to them. Yeah, let them go. You walk barefoot at a beach. It's the same thing. Are are like women into or some women rather? I should say because it's certainly not like I all guys. But I don't know into feet. <laughs> I like love ladies. To, I love to find them. They should make a platform. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> bro, I got some nasty feet. Like. <laughs> Maybe that hey, they, that, there's got to be a market for this. <laughs> this like nasty ass guy feet. Oh, there's there's man. some people. If there's not women, there's definitely gay guys. So, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I mean, now this is, this is another. I mean, I suppose another interesting question. I'd like to see the statistics on this. If certain kinks, um, uh, are more like prone to certain genders oh like, are foot fetishes more common in men than women because all you i feel like you hear about this is because i don't feel like i talk about foot fetishes every day yeah. <laughs> but i feel like when i think of foot fetishes you think of like dudes wanting like suck toes and shit. oh a hundred percent like are there what okay i feel like i don't know i'd just be interested to see i'd be i don't know i'm just kind of cute i don't i want to yeah Okay, there's certainly there has to be certain kinks that are gender. Gen- well, of course, obviously, 
just due to the anatomy. Yes. Yeah, and just sort of the character of it. Yeah, I obviously think that. But I think, I guess, some specific ones, yeah, like, yeah, like a foot fetish. Like, it'd be interesting to see if that had, like, a gender component to it. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, like, there's I don't a know. lot of people, maybe just... It's... I, I've only heard it in context of guys. I know. It's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, I think a lot of guys think it's, like... They like to feel disgusting and like That's sexual. Maybe what it is because they like uh, they're like yeah, feet are gross. I'm into feet because I'm gross. I don't know. I feel like that's what it is, and girls are just like girls generalizing. But <laughs> girls are just gross. No, yeah. <laughs> no, they're probably. We're going into this long diatribe about like why guys are like in defeat and like what the implications of it are. We're like girls are just girls. Girls are just girls. <laughs> yes, like, uh, <laughs> I gotta love when there's no female perspective. It really is like, like uh, I, 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 I really I, we need a we need a women's perspective in this right now. We need to ask, like, are women ever in defeat? I feel like though it's like when girls are like, Oh, it's kind of the same thing when they say like, Oh, they don't shit or they don't fart. That's true. There's a lot of there's I, oh my god, and that's my biggest pet peeve ever. Like I've had girls where they're like they're like it's like or farting's gross or shitting's gross or like I don't yeah like, oh I don't really like I've had people like they just don't try to talk about it. I'm like we all poop. It happens. And so you would, I don't know maybe it's maybe it's like a maybe, I would assume there's probably some women out there who are into men's feet, but maybe it's like a like a femininity thing like they don't feel like it's feminine to like be into feet because feet are gross as we've identified ah and so in society there's probably a social stigma on women women having like gross sexual fetishes so that they keep it to themselves i think there's mostly a stigma on every sexual fetish true oh my god went to catholic school <laughs> amen to that but <laughs> <laughs> okay like, um oh 100 percent. i do think i i probably would say yeah i i would agree that every fetish is certainly stigmatized however i would feel i i probably would say and i, I don't i again probably be interesting to get a woman's perspective on this but that the average kink is probably shamed more if a woman has it than if a guy has it I would say, yeah, because we we have double standards as is. <laughs> so then to throw a kink man, onto that, it's like no, no, no. Well, yeah, it's probably not going to work out well. Well, right, because it's like if people, if the expectation is that you're this uh, pure little angel, and then you just come out of here like I like to suck toes. Can I suck on your pinky toe? Like father's going to lose his fucking mind in the confessional. Is all I'm saying. I. <laughs> I can you imagine telling your priest like a confession like uh like bless you father for I have sins I uh you know I use the Lord's name in vain um you know I accidentally cursed at my sister I sucked this girl's toes <laughs> he's like hey oh, hold up hold up he's like slow down slow down what do you mean <laughs> hold on son what was the what was the connotation why were you sucking these toes for the fun of it father. Oh, I don't, I had a point that had to do with, oh, I oh. feel like a foot fetish mm. 
is actually one of the more accepted fetishes to the point where I would say, like, I would love to see this, like, surveys on this. I think it would be so entertaining to be going through. But speculation is all we have, so we shall speculate. Um, I would say that if, like, a guy was with a girl and he's just like, I'm in defeat. Girls know what that is. They've heard of this before. Yeah. And they would probably be like, okay. Like, that's kind of boring. Like, there's no, like, yeah. there's nothing new to the table. It's not, well, I would say it's the most. It's clearly common enough that it, it I, I think it became common enough that at least we could make a joke about it. But in, yeah. in, in doing so, it became slightly normalized. Um, Once it's joked about, can be normalized, right? I mean, yeah, in a way, kinda, I feel like yeah, that's the way that we. Co- I mean, because there's no way I think to really just casually bring up a, 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 a foot fetish without maybe a few goofs, you know? Like, yeah. you gotta you gotta package it in a joke. <laughs> but you know, once you put it out there, you're like, hey, remember when I licked your big toe that one time it's... and we laughed about it? Kind of got hard. <laughs> <laughs> can't imagine i think that's just the thing it's really i don't you know if you're into it i really it doesn't like i feel like because people are like yeah that's ew gross but if if you're into it then clearly it's not gross to you yeah and and so the word gross is just like an umbrella for like you that makes me uncomfortable yeah like gross doesn't mean like yeah yeah it's not gross it's just like i'm not familiar with that please don't talk about that in my presence yeah, I mean, gross, really, probably, yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably a word that's used significantly when people kink shame, so, and we we need to be, we need to be ending that in America. We need to end the word gross. The G word shall never live on. <laughs> Imagine having a campaign just based on that. It's like we're saying that there's like nothing gross in the bedroom. <laughs> nothing goes gross. It can be no good. It can be a yes or no. It's not gross. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Well, gross is a gross word. You know, it's just. Uh, uh, it's just so pessimistic. That's all I'm gonna say. Got any kinks, Adam? <laughs> Go ahead. Do you think it's because they are themselves repressed and they just don't talk about that shit, or? Are they ashamed of the preferences that they have? I think it's ashamed and they've never like, I think when it comes about, it's because it's never came about in like actuality, maybe Mm. like where, I don't know. Because if you're able to tell someone that you're like involved with, that you're into this thing. Yeah. You're definitely like not ashamed enough. To not say it, and not if you if you say it, you're not that ashamed. So you're more likely to talk about it in a social circumstance. But maybe if like you like think like see a f- picture on Instagram, you're like, damn those feet, and then like, <laughs> but you never express that to like significant other. I feel like then when you get to a social c- circumstance, you're like, we don't talk about that. It's so sad to me the idea of someone not expressing their kink. Like imagine you know there's you know there's so many like forty year old dudes out there who have like yet to be pegged and like that's all that they want. Oh, hundred percent, and that's all they look up 
Yeah. It's all they got. And it's, you know, they just, they can't, and it's like, you know, poor guy. Sad He's marriage. Just... All he wants. Yeah. I, people just, I think with the existence of the internet, I think that's one of the things that is a plus out of it. The yeah. whole thing. Yes. Our generation, all fucking heathens. It's it, great. We can we <laughs> literally the things that no we, shame. Can, we can say and we can do compared best. to our like the last generation in the presence of their parents mm. or just because like the internet exists. Yeah. They probably only heard about this stuff in their twenties at bars, right? Like they didn't learn in school. Mm. Yeah. Like what? Maybe a big brother told their friend. Like, no, I certainly think the internet has exposed the young, younger generations to more at earlier times. I, I feel like I learned a lot very young, even in comparison to somebody like my sister Kelly, who was like not even much older than I. She was like seven years older. And I just feel like even the fact that like within our childhoods like smartphones came ubiquitous oh yeah just the idea like, like holding like <laughs> crap in my hand all the time and then i'd be like in school be... well you know the two things the reason why they first banned smartphones from at least like the Appleton area schools was because the only people who would have cell phones were drug dealers nice which i thought was a very weird and hard to prove fact but right. i i don't know anyways <laughs> um yeah i always think like i was the last our age was kind of the last generation that got to experience of young childhood without phones i mean i still remember having like a home phone i had like an ipod touch i did too but that's about it. If you think about those things now, like those, those weren't even, that's basically a rock with buttons on it. Yeah. It's not that great. Well, it was when all of these sort of applications were still on separate devices, you know, like where you couldn't have all your, like you had all your music on your iPod then or your, and before that, you had like the fucking, what were they even before? Shuffle. Yeah. Before that, you probably had like, oh my god, like a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine putting your CD in. That's a flap on your side. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine jogging with one of those things. I don't know how you do it. Your one leg would be so much stronger. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, cra yeah, I mean, that really did change the game. Just getting everything all into one, one, one device. We have all of human knowledge that anybody can find out. For the most part, like 99.9% available by hitting a certain number of buttons. And we're looking at TikToks, Ooh. utilizing that knowledge. Dude, did you see the update that Instagram pushed out where they got their own version of TikTok now? Uh, no. Yeah. I, I never had like a TikTok account. Do you well, get, but I know it got banned, right? Or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Trump was going to delete it and then never deleted something like that. And then China. Yeah. Something to do with China. China. I don't know. I feel like in America, that country has become a pejorative. Like whenever you say it, and I'm like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> like I know they're more powerful than us, but just accept it. <laughs> Honestly, we would need all of Europe. 
That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Like, or at least most of the Middle East. We'll take Saudi Arabia with us. That's why we're allies with them, even though they, like, kill people. and Yeah, man. All that fun jazz. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta, <laughs> sometimes you gotta shake hands with the devil's best friend. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know. He's not the devil, at least, right? Are you really a leader if you're not killing journalists? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Just kidding. That's not good. <laughs> if you can't come to power without, you know, knocking a couple heads off shoulders. Yeah. How that's like that's one thing that they like it's kind of a that's the one thing like all of these like these male leaders with bravado like the middle east the i forget the name of the new uh dictator <laughs> the king know. so um i forget his name uh putin trump all of them they all don't like press that is true i mean it was just a common thing with dictators but like it's it's still funny i think yeah. Did you... Oh. I don't know who... It wasn't Trump who went with... I learned this from the Joe Rogan Election Night podcast. I don't know if you listened to this one. Was that with... um, What's his name? Kyle Kolinsky and another person. Tim Dillon, maybe? Yes. <laughs> I yes. think that's the right yes. one. Okay. Yes. And he said, I think Kyle Kalinske said something about how uh, uh, fake news wasn't Trump's thing, running. It didn't come into effect until he was in office. Like, he didn't start saying it until he was in office. We just yeah. all remember it as his campaign. His campaign. I think Hillary was the first person to say fake no- news. And, like, or I could be saying that wrong, but it wasn't Trump. It was a different politician. Interesting. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. To, I mean, it, it, it's probably true that like most politicians probably hate the press. But it's like how brazen are you going to be with your hatred? Because in America, I mean, you're limited in what you can do anyways. I mean, whether you dislike them or not. Oh, I mean, yeah. All you can do is talk trash and even... Or maybe like slip a bill through that kind of like somehow affects them but not directly it's about all you can do that's what i was gonna say i was like i don't even know what the thing that well the thing that trump did i mean i think his administration is they just for a while they just stopped doing like uh, freaking press briefings yeah <laughs> i'm just like nope it's so funny you're just getting tired of the press just, i'm not gonna talk to you <laughs> like president of the united states i don't like, like nope. you I've always said there's like a horrible human being, but funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. He is fucking funny. Simple, simple brain does simple problem solving. <laughs> so you don't want to talk to some people. Guess what you do? Don't talk to him. <laughs> he's literally, he, yeah, he's like a teenage boy with attitude. Just like no, no, talking to him. I'm like this guy. He just... was the second president ever to mention uh, the mil- military industrial complex. There you it was go. him and Eisenhower. Which is a big step in the right direction. Oh, 100%. Give him kudos on that. Good job. Yeah. 
Except I think they expanded the military budget by like two billion. Oh yeah, yeah, Don't 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 get facts. Stop digging. Facts. Stop digging. <laughs> <laughs> surface level. Surface. Gotta love when people say one thing and they do the opposite. People. We're looking at the flowers, not the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. You know how much simpler politics would be if we just lived in a fucking dictatorship communist government we wouldn't have to think about things we'd just be like you don't do that otherwise you get shot you do this so you don't get shot you get food on the table well like this is kind of the point that i've always made is like well what about enlightened despotism like people don't talk about that like that's a that's the that's a whole idea of a thing like like yeah essentially a lot of people have compared like singapore Okay. It's like enlightened despotism, right? Because it's like a dictatorship. However, they, besides the fact that, like, if you're a drug dealer, they'll, like, kill you, which is, like, definitely a human rights violation. Like, (laughs) living over there is pretty good. Like, they got, like, really high, like, standards of living and really high outcomes. Some people are, like, over there. And, you know, America's kind of known for trying to be the world's policeman and trying to instill democracy in other places. But I think a justification for that historically has been, well, um, communist dictatorships generally falter. So what do we do when that uh, sort of narrative no longer applies? Like, oh, people are just happy under a king. They're just like, like, oh, shit's actually working out. Well, you you always hear when you read history, like there's good, the good kings and the bad kings. Yeah. Well, I even found it interesting, um, like Cuba. Yeah. What's really interesting about them, like, right, I mean, Cuba, not a great example. Communist regime, done terrible things. But one thing that they're, like, kind of known for, having done actually really well, is um, uh, they've they've had, like, for years, like, insane nutritional programs, and they essentially eliminated hunger in the country, like, for decades. Really? Is, yes. Yeah, it's like well known <laughs> that like yes, like super well. Like and so there's like no uh, like yes because it, it, this food Just is controlled by the state. Yeah. Oh. So like everybody gets food. Yes. That's pretty much like yes. <laughs> and so you kind of have this weird thing where you can't like trash a country for being like oh, like you're communist. Yeah, but we like eliminated hunger. And so yeah. like you have this weird like it, it's funny because I've heard like American politicians get like criticized before being like good job cuba for like eliminating hunger <laughs> which is such a weird i don't know it's just funny to me because it's like i don't know it's such an you would never expect it like i don't know i when i think of cuba yeah i think of healthcare access they have like really great or um well actually it's access is a stupid word um uh healthcare uh, everyone's covered <laughs> okay okay i when i think of cuba i think of like kind of a dirty hurricane island yeah it's not very advanced but if they're able to get no one hungry and dying from that yeah and i mean everybody can get sick and everybody will be just fine well i mean they're it's one fine. of these weird countries where a lot they i mean a lot of their development hasn't been able to advance simply because of the embargoes that's been placed on them. Oh, really? Yeah, and sanctions. Yeah. So I, that's so weird. Well, it's because it's like we don't like essentially like we don't like the government that you guys operate under. So yeah. we're going to sanction you and basically doom you to fail. Because well, isn't that what's like wrong with North Korea? Exactly. Much? Exactly, and that's actually 
really interesting. It's like Jimmy Carter. It's like it's like Jimmy Carter. Like who? No one ever talks about like Jimmy Carter yeah. anymore because he's like old as shit. But like it's like his biggest cause is like uh, he he's big into like uh, human rights. Okay, it, that's his kind of that global cause. Thing. Yeah, and so he's really against um, when like Western democracies, countries like the United States, place sanctions on countries that have um, it, you know despots. In positions of power yeah. because he's, what he basically says is like what all you're, you're doing is and i think he's correct is you're just emboldening the despots because what they say then is that the, the united states is an enemy of the state and the reason why people are suffering under the sanctions is not because of the dictator but because of the united states who is basically putting economic sanctions on the country right that that is exactly what i was going to bring and up. so they blame america and they don't blame the dictator and it makes sense yeah because you think about it. If you suffer an entire country, people live no matter what. They yeah. pretty much can live in really bad conditions. So, like, the sh- sanctions are just going to make them really bad conditions yeah. for the most part. Um, and it's not it's not the government that's going to suffer from them. They're still going to be eating pretty in their palaces. Yeah. It's going to be the people. 100%. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> How is that? Are you punishing the people for somehow letting a dictator take control? Like, is that their fault at that point? I, yeah, yeah. I, it's what I don't like. I literally What's don't the... understand the point. That, I mean, I guess that's the thing. It's because it's like the only reason I feel like that you're engaged in foreign policy is really just to protect our own national security, right? I would, yeah. I that's the first only and foremost. Reason. Yes. Why would you invest in something if it didn't somehow invest? help yourself we could make an argument that like we're just doing it out of the good of our hearts probably not in america no, okay that's not that's that's what they tell people on oprah okay as <laughs> this ain't no oprah <laughs> this isn't oprah as ain't no oprah all right so like i feel that you know the state department is a good investment if it's protecting our national security so then it becomes a question is like how does it make us more secure to piss people off more you know what i'm saying yeah. like <laughs> to piss off an entire country and so it I, yeah i mean like that's with every sort of major that's actually like north korea iran like every major foreign conflict that we've had has been all around sanctions like economic sanctions because america just does a shit ton of that and then we really piss people get off piss people off and yeah. so thinking, like how, how well is that working it doesn't seem like the dictators are going anywhere Feels like, for whatever reason, it gives me like a really old vibe. Like though, it's almost like we're holding on to this way that 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 England used to govern their like uh, colonies. That's how you like the U.S. Yeah. handles sanctions. We almost say we're the United States. You guys are our colonies. Colonialism, we yeah, yeah. It's it's re- like the world is the United States colonies. If you have the wrong government, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, state. I mean, nations are supposed to have their own autonomy, it's, and it's not. It's like I feel like it's if you ever say shit like that, then that's when people accuse you of being like a communist sympathizer or something. And it's like no one is sitting here saying that we want our country to be communist. What we're saying is we're trying to look out for the best of our country. And does that mean we want to like get so invested in like other people's biz? I, yeah, it's so annoying. Like the idea that we're spending eight hundred billion on the military, and like. It just n- nonsensical interventionist like 
that pisses me off more than anything though. So you have so many people talk about fiscal responsibility, but why the fuck? Yeah. Are we like? Well, the other thing is, if we're spending this much on the military, some of the justification that's out there um, is like, well, there's a lot of science benefits the military provides. Like they, the key point example, at least that I am aware of, is the uh, military invented the GPS back when gps's were around before we had cell phones i don't right. know if you ever like had one of these things little boxes worked as gps's but <clears throat> i feel like if we took that money took it out of the military that way you weren't paying for kids to be going through boot camp right the hiring actual scientists not people you're trained to do like a certain science to advance military Right. values I, can't we do better well i mean i feel like that argument too like this idea that the military somehow you know the research and development like when you look at like appropriations like when you you know you look at actually federal revenue and how okay. it's allocated like they'll they'll apportion a certain amount specifically for r&d so like this amount goes for so like you when like the department of energy like i just read because i had to write like a uh, uh, energy policy analysis. Okay. Yeah. And so, and I was talking about why spending so much federally on carbon capture research is, is in my opinion, dumb. And so they, like the United States government, I think in like the last 10 years has spent like two, five, 2.5 billion on research and development for solar technology, but they've spent 8 billion on research and development for carbon capture. Okay. Which still remains largely theoretical and is not. Is the idea of carbon use. capture taking carbon dioxide and breaking it re apart? Like taking the carbon dioxide, taking the carbon out and just making the oxygen gas go away? Like, what's the idea of carbon capture? The, car- the carbon capture is the idea of actually capturing the carbon at the source. So, not like a pollution abatement or like some you know stupid shit like going, you know, net neutrality or something where you're like trying to plant trees or anything like that but it's literally technology that would take carbon out of the air and then we could quite literally store it underground so pretty much reverse engineer coal is their idea yeah well there's there's that and then there's carbon capture technology where people actually want to put them on like coal-fired power plants and at the at at the point source is what you would like kind of call it and almost as scrubbers yeah so like (laughs) screening carbon i'm yeah. I'm not certainly not an engineer that'd be you, you know yeah i was just thinking about engineers well the here. thing the thing that works in all it's a law of dynamics of some sort is like the energy that goes in must come out right so like when you're burning coal let's say to get energy released first off that energy capture from the release is never as much as that is being released there's mm-hmm. always loss and then to remake those bonds, the same amount of energy required. Yeah. So you have to somehow find the amount of energy to remake those bonds. That's the reason why fission reactions, um, I think I got this right. Fission reactions are like available for nuclear reactions, but fusion is theoretical. It's because it takes energy to fuse things together. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so normally the source is like, okay, then we'll use like the sun. That's a free energy. Okay, what about solar panels? It's the same thing. Exactly. But it all... 
which is in development. Yeah, no, just more more spent on the wrong things. So that's government get it out of the government's hands <laughs> yeah well it's just well i mean yeah again it's just this it's you know it, the idea that it really is just it's it's this dumb idea that it, you know we it, it, can we take carbon out of the air in an efficient way really have we perfected that not i'd love to see where that money goes or how they're able to spend that much in a year that seems like su- like if you gave me that much amount of money right now, I wouldn't know how to spend well, it. Again, it's it's all politics, right? It's, yeah. It, the the only reason again because again that's carbon capture is again still something that's largely theoretical. Is it something that has to be used eventually? Absolutely. Um, but like at this point, I think you you would probably be more concerned about fat, lowering the cost, for example, of batteries. Um, and using even more efficient solar technology to bring the cost of panels and things down. That's what really research and development should be focused yeah. on. Because as quickly as possible, the, the most the thing that we want to be doing first is just transferring, um, basically, or transitioning our energy stock towards renewables. If you actually are serious about addressing the climate crisis. But I honestly feel like it's just, I don't know, government's bought out. Wow. Well, she's got a lot of money yeah well it's the same i i've came to this realization wisconsin's not i i would be so surprised unless it gets on the docket like the it's able to get on a voting ballot thing yeah. for the citizens to vote it will never get passed for marijuana legalization because we got such a big alcohol industry there's yes. no way in hell that passes through legislation it is it, does is there proof that like because in a way i was like would would the marijuana being legalized somehow hurt the alcohol industry no i think there could be a successful ad campaign saying that marijuana cures hangovers i think that could be a thing that happens yeah in which case it would be equal like it would just create another market wouldn't destroy another market well i think sometimes the existence of like uh, yeah, like a fun market. It just re-emphasizes the fact that people should have fun. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I when I think of I when I think of marijuana, you know. Yeah. I don't think simultaneously like, oh, if I were to smoke marijuana, I don't want to drink alcohol now. Yeah. Or go like, listen to music. Like they all actually, they they, they, they kind of seem like they complement each other quite nicely. It's not. They think of it like you can only do one of these things. When actually, you can do them both in the same right. day. You can go both to play laser tag, <laughs> which I think is, or go to a strip club. They're mm. two completely different things. You can do them both. Laser like tag strip club. It's laser tag strip club. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> You don't need to eliminate fun. Oh my god. That is a fucking brilliant idea. I don't know like how you do it, but like, it can be done. Oh, that would be so much fun. That's a, that's a dude's heaven. Like <laughs> running around seeing people and then like there's just poles dropping down from the ceiling. That would be so Fine. Oh my god. That's imagine, a genius idea. Imagine that for a 21st. So that is a then genius. you get to indulge as well. 
Oh my god, you would make so much money. Like if that that was your business, that was, this is a unbelievable business model. Every bachelor party in America would be making freaking pilgrimages to your establishment. <laughs> that I like, I would fly somewhere if I knew that there was a fucking laser tag strip club. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, I love that. I love it so much. I don't know how we would make it happen, but it someone's got to do it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Sounds like a lot of legality issues. Make sure they have good health care. Good health care. Maybe the strippers wear helmets or something. Yeah, I was going to say. Like laser goggles. Uh, what? Yeah. Good vision. Good vision. Just make sure no eyes get freaking... Uh... <laughs> Don't even get blinded by the lasers. Yeah, spending that much time in a black lit, black light room probably isn't too good for you. Mm. I don't really know what that would do. Well, I'm thinking like if you were to have a, um, you know, is it a laser tag strip club or is it strip club laser tag? If you catch my drift, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do we do we have laser tag in a strip club setting? Because I don't feel like that would be ideal. No. I feel like it'd be much easier to have a sort of laser tag setting setting like you said but then have poles in some places and then there's just like now we could do like a plexiglass cylinder that just drops over top of the girls <laughs> that way they just cannot be interfered with. or guys or guys this, yeah this, this could, could be done be... for females too that would yeah i i think the market would be a little bit less just to the nature of men but i was gonna say as um i don't know I, I, this is again where we need another female perspective. Is do women like laser tag as much At as all? guys? I, I have no so. idea. I don't think they like it. I don't want to come to make any generalizations and be accused of right. chauvinism, but I don't think. I don't think they. Do you ever like hear. What do women like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is part of the problem. <laughs> I was just downstairs. Oh my god! And freaking, I was with. Can we like name drop on this podcast? Yeah. Okay, so I was like with Michaela and yeah. Cassie, fellow RAs, yeah. and another pal. And again, not saying all women like the Bachelorette. I'm sure there are guys out there who like it too. But let me just trash people who like that show for a minute because <laughs> Go ahead. you like. It, 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 Part of me knows that you know it's fake, like, even as a viewer, and you just want to, like, embellish it and, like, talk about it. But if you d genuinely don't know how bullshit this all is, like, I just d don't respect you at all in your brain. It's the dumbest. It pisses me off. I hate that show. I got the equivalence. It's WWE. It's what it is. <laughs> WWE for fucking romance. Yes. That's the fit. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> WWE is like the stupid shit for guys that they pretend is real. <laughs> and guys go, yeah, beat him up. But like, they like they know. They, they know. know. They know. But like, but like, it's almost it's like it's it's like a cult because they it's almost like, mm, some people they're though they know deep down it's like I still feel like they try to like convince themselves. Yeah. Because every single time with the Bachelorette too, they're always still like, yeah, because well, they'll you know they'll get engaged and they don't pretend like it's just doomed to fail at some point down the road. They're like, well, it might happen. 
And yeah. then they always, always break up. I had a bet with Michaela this last year when they really? did The Bachelor. Yes, yes. She was she like, took I bet you she, up on it? Yes, she did. I don't watch the show. I have no knowledge of it. All I can say is that I could make a bet and be pretty secure in that bet. I, so I, it was a $10 bet. Yeah. So nothing too crazy. Uh, but so I don't know. Some chick and some dude, they're like, let's get married as it usually ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah after yeah, like yeah. six weeks and they're like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> Just the most insane. After the guy has like already gone and slept with two girls and like talked to their families. Within like three weeks of the proposal. He's like, this dude's talking to like two, like three dads, looking this dad in the eye. And all the dads are like, yeah, you just slept with two other girls that are not my daughter. And he was just like shaking hands like, oh, I can't wait for you to be my son-in-law. Like, what the fuck is this show? Who would... Oh, it's, I hate it. I have it. no respect for those dads. I have, those dads are, what's wrong with those dads? How, how much money do they have to pay the dad for not just beat the shit out of that guy? <laughs> <laughs> because you already know, like, <laughs> if that's happening in my, like, if for whatever reason my daughter thinks that's a good idea and the guy comes up to you, you're holding back every inch of anger inside of you. Yeah. You got to be so pissed at this guy. Like, yeah. You're treating my daughter like paper bag. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with you? I mean, I got to admit, being a bachelor sounds like really fun. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> you ever seen these people on these shows? I'm like, where'd you find them? Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'll tell you one thing. They never go hometown Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah, I was going to say. At, hometown like, Wisconsin, anywhere. Yes. When I think back to your. Last podcast hypothesis, I think. I think, yeah, probably not too many of them come from Apple. the heartland. Yeah, not to the good old grain and dairy states. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We like our, uh, I saw, I think when I was younger, my mom was watching that horrid show, and I, I remember a girl, She it was like one of the wackos that gets let go on the first episode. Oh, she yeah. ripped open a beer with her teeth, and I was like, that's, that's, that's a bad right? <laughs> Everyone's like, she's psycho, and every like Midwestern dude's at home like, oof, oof. oof. Some people are in defeat. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, rip it off. Anyways, no, back, sorry, yes, back to the Michaela story. I um, uh, so I make like a bet with her because she just told me like, oh, so and so chose so and so. Yeah. Uh, apparently. I don't know something like she was like a virgin or something and the mom was crying I don't I don't know okay. anyways he picked somebody and I was like I guarantee you they break it off within a month like yeah not just... not having any knowledge of the show never really seen this couple before and Michaela's like all right I'll take that bet I was like yeah I was like, okay 10 bucks on it I was like I bet you they break it off I think no and I think I even got just cocky it was like I bet you two weeks and she laughed she's like oh my god I'm make I'm make like ten dollars and I was like yeah fine let's go for it and I shit you not two days later they broke up this is right <laughs> after the finale of the show and I still to this day have not been given my ten dollars <sighs> I know I think I was just trying to be nice, but I also could, like, make a big stink about it. But I'm not going to. All I'm saying is Michaela owes me 
ten dollars because what? she watches stupid shows and actually believes in them. What's the chance she's in her room right now? I don't know. She was at desk the last time I saw where they were watching the Bachelor. The Bachelor. I I have watched The Bachelor only to heavily scrutinize it, and it becomes a lot of fun. It's yeah. like watching the WWE just to piss off the people who like the WWE. Because it like breaks their little shell of reality that they're keeping themselves in. I know. There's some things I watch that just make me angry. Like, just so <laughs> angry. Like, I can't explain why. But, like, I, I watch it and I act. I can feel myself. Like, the anger just ferment in my body. And, like, there's, like, that. It's the Kardashians. It's all the Bravo shows. All the housewife shows that my mom watches at lunch. Like she works remotely and she comes upstairs i'm like oh. why why are we watching this why are we watching they're always they're like all these middle-aged alcoholics and yeah. they're like they're always wearing these sequin dresses i'm like who are these people what the fuck is this <laughs> this is not real what the fuck and they're not friends they just bring them together and then they have to sit with each other and they're all catty and shit and i'm like mom you are better than this you are better than this you are better than these women what how how uh, how well, is she, it? She always explains it like, well, it's it's kind of fun because they're train wrecks, so it's fun watching that, and they always live in really nice houses. So I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, that like actually checks out, but I was like, okay, so they're train wrecks, yeah, and they're in like nice houses. So she's got like the Jerry Springer component and like the you know the H H G T V component. Yep, <laughs> the property get brothers. a bit of both. <laughs> yep. Um, to me, those shows are crimes against humanity. They are first, second to, I would say, really bad cooking game shows. Cooking game shows. Yeah. Or just game shows in general. Just Mm. bad game shows. Yeah. Like the Masked Singer. You ever see ads for that? No. Apparently, someone goes on stage and sings songs in a mask, and then these celebrities have to guess who the celebrity is behind the mask. Oh, that's God. a game show. I don't. I, game shows are <laughs> just so stupid. I actually, I remember, like, I remember at our house because you're trash. We used to watch like Deal or No Deal. Oh, we did too. <laughs> I love that show. I feel like that. I like we kind of like Deal or No Deal because it didn't. It wasn't. There was no sort of floweriness to it. It no. was just like, here's money in a fucking briefcase. Pick the right one, asshole. Like, yeah. And they always just brought out like some really desperate, like really freaking. I remember one episode. <laughs> they had a sponsor deal. They're like, if you do this, we'll give you $10,000. Just yeah. flat. What it was, it was this heavy, like very, very large man. Probably three, <laughs> pu- pushing four. <laughs> like... He was a large guy. And they're like, this is a smart car. If you get in the driver's seat, we'll give you $10,000. No shit. They made this man struggle to get his fat ass underneath the steering wheel on television. (laughs) 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 Who said, yeah, we'll do this? Did they know? Like, did they know? So this is a planned thing. Yeah. They were like, oh, we're going to bring a Prius. And then it's like, oh, whoops, the guy happens to be 400 pounds. They're like, like, they, like it's got to be planned, right? Like, it's too perfect not to be planned. Like, to show that a mini Prius car can fit a very overweight <laughs> man. 
<laughs> it's the perfect advertising signal. But like, I don't know. It was so humiliating for that guy. I can only believe. You know, right. he's got ten thousand dollars. <laughs> can pay for his heart surgery, honestly. <sighs> he's crying himself to sleep every night. What's is a Prius a? Which brand is that? Is this Hyundai, Subaru, Toyota? It's a Japanese something, right? I think so. Hyundai. Hyundai is that what it is? I don't know. Because one of those bland brands believes in fat shaming, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should bring up that clip and throw it on Twitter and just watch their stock drop. Yeah, seriously. Was 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 fat shaming a thing back in like 2010? No, not a chance. No. 2010, <laughs> Obama was president. Anything went. <laughs> as far as like words went, like we were like, you probably shouldn't say those words. <laughs> it's funny. I like, <laughs> we're going to get... We're like we're like old bitter white dudes like 60, 60 years from now we're gonna be like remember back in the day when Obama was office and sh- you can do anything you fucking want <laughs> remember that fat man we made fun of him, him for being <laughs> fat <laughs> it's the last years of me if if in sixty years obesity is still a thing I'll be like what is science for you know I'll be livid. Like <laughs> it's gonna be a thing, and know. you know, I like kind of believe, like the the non humanitarian part of me, which I battle with. I feel like I can switch pretty easily between like just think with logic, like whatever right. logically makes sense. Like fat shaming isn't the worst thing in the world for fat people. People have made this point before. I'm not gonna touch it. Uh, <laughs> I just. <laughs> I'm not saying that's how I believe, but I'm saying it's a good question. I don't think it's an automatic yes. So I'm on a mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. So what I'll say about this particular topic is like I always just prefer talking about it in like a macro sort of way. So like I talk about obesity as a problem, not fat as the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So and that that is that's how we're gonna because fr- it's like as long as you can frame obesity as a problem, which it is, yes. it is a serious. We can all agree on this. It is not good for you. It increases healthcare costs in America. There is a profound. It is one of the largest issues facing this country for many reasons. And oh like, yeah. Really outlined why. Like if you look at our food system, our like honestly, just dramatically increases costs. Just for the fact of people being unhealthy. So, but uh, actually, yeah, I mean, that's actually one of the greatest, I think, sad parts about uh, the dialogue we have about health in America is that it is so, so often attached to aesthetics and personal self-esteem. And you know there's a bunch of people walking around who, honestly, probably, if if the emphasis so much is on body positivity, well, that's clearly reactionary to a society that's not very confident in themselves. Right. You're not going to hear something that says like all fat, like hypothetical, obviously. If someone said on broadcasting, fat people should feel bad because they're going to die sooner. Someone who knows or thinks that they are fat are going to feel bad. That's what's going to happen. But if you have some dissidence between those two and you go like, I'm not fat, I'm not obese because I'm 
Right. You're going to be like, that doesn't apply to me. And then you're not going to listen to it. Well, again, if it's not even that, it's like, you know, I don't know. Even I can say, like, I don't know, different strokes for different strokes. Oh, of course. 100%. So so then it's like, let's just, let's let's get that out of the conversation, right? Like, let's get sexuality completely out of this conversation. Let's get mating Mating out of the conversation. It it has nothing to do with it. I know there's it has a significant impact on self-esteem, but let's 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 assume that it really it's, it's society's conception of beauty is is wrong. People are into different shit, and it's fine. Health is what I care about, and 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 yeah, if somebody goes on TV and they're talking about the reality of this this health crisis in america well i feel like well isn't self-esteem attached to a lot of things besides just aesthetics you're yeah like, i would have a poor i mean I, I i'm not saying people of poor health should have a poor self-esteem but i certainly feel like it would bring me it made me feel down if i knew some of my health outcomes would be poor i think you have a bad self at least i know this personally i have a bad self-esteem when i'm not working on my health if you're yeah. working to get better and more healthy you normally have a better and more healthy self-esteem like if i go a week without working out or doing anything like that i kind of feel like shit and i go like i don't know why right like i woke up today and i'm not feeling i'm not feeling life and it's like well why is that sometimes right. if you don't do anything about it that's the problem. The question I always have, and this, I mean, I suppose this could be answered with just like most minimal research, but maybe not. <laughs> like, I, I don't feel like I've had like a good answer to this question. Whenever people quibble about this issue, because it's such a hot topic or like such a um, contentious issue, yeah. right? It's like what people immediately bring up is because they don't, I feel like people don't like talking about it because there's other issues like food deserts, which are very real and like yeah. non access to quality foods in america in america's food system which is designed just to basically you know make these large companies as profitable as possible at the expense of american health but my question is still to what degree is it that that is the case or i mean like to what degree can should people be held accountable how common are food deserts how common you know what i'm saying it's like i want to know like is what it, is the percentage of population that has to rely on these food deserts for their food and like how much of that is correlating with obesity? Because we still live in a capitalist society where people have a significant amount of choice. I'm sorry. It's hard for me to believe that in most places people don't have access to at least some some healthy foods. And, yes. that could, and I could be surprised. Surprise me. It might be. To- I might be totally blindsided by the reality of the situation. But I, what I, I think people are scared to admit, and I think people, people are. It's an kind of. I only heard it within the last five years. People talking about food addiction. I think it's very real. I think it's way more common than people talk about it. I mean, alcoholism is super common. Yeah, you see it in one in three adults. <clears throat> I mean, hell, if you know. A third, or is it? I think it's more than that. It's like a, a half of United States adults are overweight. I mean, is there a possibility that at least some portion of those people have food addictions? Right. 
it's just how would we classify it's so much harder to classify a food addiction right. than it is to classify like alcoholism right or literally any other kind of abusive consumption i guess like any type of drug abuse because like then you can say or even a mental health thing like narcissism like if you're a narcissist and you can be a well-functioning, completely capable narcissist who has a family and, like, you get through life being a narcissist without medication, without treatment. Mm-hmm. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that's the same thing that we're running on with um, with obesity. The thing that differs with obesity is it does change all of us because if we move towards a system, which I think every society should towards public and free available healthcare. Yeah. Obesity is a problem. Yep. Yes. Amen. Yes. I've said this. Yes. Because you know how many, like it it just raises costs for everybody. Yes. We can't be having it both ways. Amen. (laughs) Well, this is to me what I'm saying is I feel like it needs to be part of a social contract. And even as the system that we have, and this is why I sort of, you know, I still would be an avid supporter of public health care in that even in the, with this with this system that we have, which is a private system. Yeah. The fact that we have, I'm sorry, un, a lot of unhealthy people, obese it, people, it's still, it still astronomically <clears throat> raises costs, even though it still is a private market. In fact, there's research showing that it, it raises costs even more in a private market than what a, you know. Right. Um, you know. In a in a in a public you know um, marketplace. Yes. So, you know, I, I, it's, the thing is, even with these issues, I mean, as you sort of identified, like alcoholism, and we're talking about, or even narcissism, like some things that we identify as problems, we don't treat, and some things right. we do. Like, I would say, even narcissists, they should probably be. It's probably hard to identify them, but maybe not. And maybe they should be treated. Like maybe narcissists right. should be treated. Right, but is that – sometimes that's not like a pill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the case with obesity. I know. But <clears throat> alcohol, I mean we have AA. Yeah. People can go to rehab. And you know why AA exists? Because it fucking works. Like it wouldn't yeah. exist if it didn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean – I, my my outlook on this and this is I, I don't I don't know if this is if this if people take this like either completely wrong or like I just feel like we live in society where there's so little social welfare and guarantees and honestly you live in a society where people work a lot yeah and we prioritize efficiency and again like just just the workplace and so you have very little I mean I just feel like people have little time to enjoy themselves and it sounds really sad and pessimistic and cynical but i just feel like in america people don't really know how to like live well like we don't know how to enjoy our time together go to parks and go to concerts and enjoy people and there's a lot of things that we could be doing to actually enjoy life and so the very little that people get i feel like a lot of people turn to food because it it's that brief sort of you know instant yeah. gratification that imagine need. imagine getting off of like a 10 hour even eight hour shift that you've been working all week and you're like well i gotta feed the kids when i get home yes. i could either sit down and make a meal for an hour 
<clears throat> and then eat with the family for an hour and then maybe get like a half an hour before I have to go to bed and repeat all this tomorrow right. because I have also kids I have to take care of and make sure that they go to bed on time. Or I could swing by McDonald's and cut like two hours out of that and maybe you could be able to sit down and watch an episode of my show. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I honestly feel. I don't think that completely changing the farm bill and making fresh produce and all these things way less expensive would dramatically change. I think it would have a good effect. Do I think it would completely address the issues that we have in America. I don't even think it's the primary issue. I think, it, I, yeah, I think it's people don't have a lot of time. I think people are tired. I think they're depressed. Yeah. And we, yeah, I, you know what? I feel like could probably solve obesity in America better than anything. A four-day hmm. work week. Four-day work week and working from home, I think, actually might have a positive impact yes. on that. I think people will, though I think a lot of people will be eating more until they learn how to cope with it, which hopefully they have by this point. Um, But working from home means that you're kind of home. You don't want to go out and do like run for to get food. It's actually easier to make something for yourself. Yeah. And typically that's healthier. Oh, for sure. I kind of like the idea of working from home just on the basis of like, you're your own person as long as you get done what we say you need to get done like you should be able to like live in the comfort of your home and kind of do what you want right um like my mom works remotely and i mean she can work pretty efficiently and she well a lot of times she'll you know she's salaried so she kind of makes up her own schedule and yeah what have you but it's like if you could be home and multitasking and like putting laundry away like and doing work as long as you're getting what they want you to do done like, why does it matter? Yeah. How many times I was just sitting at my desk, freaking just absent-minded, brain cells just slowly fucking, like, just <laughs> dying off. Yeah. And this summer at an internship where I was just staring at a wall and listening to podcasts. Like, that, there's a lot of people, you know there's a ton of people in America, right? Like, during the general work day, like, who are the, the exact same thing. Like, doing nothing. Just slowly kind of, like, their spirit dying away in this job. Yeah. Just totally just tired emotionless i want to go to bed and then they get off work and the last thing they want to do they're tired they just are going to pick up some kfc bring it home well that and they don't go for what's going to actually energize them which is really like seeing people and doing stuff with them but some like i've worked jobs i I, over the summer a couple summers ago where I got done with work and I was so like depressed and just like yeah I want to kill myself like mm-hmm. like get me out of like what I'm doing right now let's go to bed wake up and do it again that I wouldn't want to like hang out with people or like see other human beings really and interact with them 100% you just go online you watch a video you go yeah. to bed you know like that's another site where we need like you you need to train yourself to in like learn that if you're feeling like that you gotta go see other people or do what's gonna boost your mood otherwise you're gonna get yeah stuck i feel like and this is this is when i get kind of real crazy but i feel like a lot of what we're talking about actually has design implications as well and this should excite you as an engineer, but maybe not because you're okay. not like an architect. But like we talk about it because, you know, I'm a environmental and urban planning major. And so like we talk a lot about this notion of biophilia. So that's this idea. And it's proven that health outcomes are improved when we are closer to nature and natural materials and a, a general feeling 
of being closer with nature okay. improves general mood. That's know. a, I yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, obviously right. Yeah. But it, 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 the what, I mean, they've done a lot of studies on this now, proving that when you integrate, I mean, that's literally the basis of my discipline, pretty much. When you integrate the environment into the built environment rather than essentially what is op- the opposite of what we do, which is urban sprawl and, you know, and just concrete. build structures onto mm, the environment and destroy concrete. it, rather find ways to build the environment into the built structures. Yeah. We vastly improve. I mean, they've done biophilic buildings in some city environments and people, they cite that they've had more, con- they have more conversations, that they are up and more mobile, that they are just generally happier, that they listen to music in the office. There's something about I, I I always will come back to nature because it's the great unifier. If yeah. you if we have a reverence for nature and we build off that, literally, then I feel like, at least from a design perspective, that could have huge, huge, huge implications for like health and just general well being in society. Because it's like the idea that we're spending all of our days in these poorly lit boxes of like white paint and mm, cubicles disgusting light yeah Just i was staring at a wall light. all summer no natural light it was a it was a poorly lit corner of a room mm. it, it was it's awful it's horrifying and so you think like god how could these how could you actually build this this building be designed well, not only so that i get natural lighting and plants and like a natural component but also much like there's a lot of conversations in america now in urban planning like how do we redesign roads in america for new transit systems for that aren't focused exclusively on cars but what we call like complete street policy so making sure that things are walkable bikeable and yeah and and you know leave room for future and new and innovative transit and usually that is more implications for like high density residential environments but i mean technology is changing so yeah you never know you, you want to leave those cards on the table because they're way more sustainable make people happier healthier when they walk bike do exactly stuff like that um they've talked about like bike highways and urban environments and stuff but like again if you're even talking about like a built structure like a building how are you designing it so that we actually encourage people to talk to each other so that we're not isolating people in cubicle like yeah who ever thought that that was a good idea i don't know and i yeah I don't, I don't know, but whenever I like walk into my dad's office and see cubicles and people that are middle-aged going into their cubicle, having to pop around the corner to see someone in their cubicle, it's so sad. Yes. Like it's these fabric walls mm-hmm. that just – there's nothing to them. Sometimes you pin a picture of your family on them because right. those are the only people you see unless you leave your cubicle. Like – what you what? see in America, it's just like it's so it's so gross to me because I feel like you can make the argument that like oh it's for privacy and I'm certainly like I feel like people who design offices like that's what they say but I feel like cubicles were designed to maximize productivity with the oh, yeah. assumption that limiting social interaction you know will somehow make you a more productive worker at the expense of your mental health like I don't think people realize like how big like if you cared about your workers, just make your, the place you work like an inviting place to actually work. There's yeah. Office office environments suck. I hate them. I like I. I this <laughs> I love like I I enjoyed my internship this summer. I really like the people that I work with and everything. But like 
It's whether or not markets, they act fast enough to address the issues that we have. Like biophilic buildings, really not that pressing of an issue. But if you're like, if you're somebody who's actually working in an office and your mental health shit and you like actually want to feel good. Yeah. Then like, yeah, actually maybe investing in like skylights and window or like, you know, natural lighting, plants, natural materials, LEED certified building. I mean, that's just kind of the basis of a lot of these things is these sustainable design considerations. They just find ways to integrate more plants into the design itself and they have profound like having a green roof on your building we can act i mean dramatically increase urban runoff right okay yeah cool things like that um you know i think a lot of studies kind of you know these best management practices if you will they sort of approve that these are the best way to go regardless so markets I think generally will catch up and more you you can go into like sort of kind of like progressive hip areas of like you know northern Chicago like Evanston and stuff and they'll have like a lot of these biophilic buildings and stuff where you see like a lot of vegetation and terrace stuff like on the outside it's super right. cool glass basically paneling on the sides and super innovative neat office sort of developments and you're like okay. this would be a beautiful place to live because it focuses on using natural material not live but work, work right yeah. better than what we traditionally use but but then i think the issue becomes you know if you bring the issue back to like markets acting fast enough it's like okay well then you have issues like climate where it's time sensitive oh yes and so that's that's the big you know, that's as somebody who's well, really into climate, it becomes well. Our, you know, m- cost per kilowatt hour of solar is less than any other energy source right now. Um, you have all these market indicators that are showing good signs for the environmental movement and sustainability in America. Is it fast enough? Fuck no. It's I think, not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. It's yeah. It's a very I'm not – I do not know a lot, enough to speak on climate. I know about as much about climate as I do on um, dieting. <laughs> I kind of – I sometimes think of them as similar sciences because they're trying to be precautionary. It's hard to get it 100% accurate and that it's prone to scrutiny. And sometimes – I. I think a lot of arguments throw the baby out with the bathwater. They take like a piece of something that maybe a climate scientist once upon a time got wrong and they go like, no, it this doesn't exist at all. Mm. My biggest question with climate change, and I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, is what is like, what, what's, what's going to happen? Like, is it going to just change the, it could end the world. Yeah, it. I'm not. It, that's not too okay. Far off. Okay. Yeah. It. Yeah. It most definitely like the world yeah. spiraling out of the point where biodiversity itself is. It you we would not be able to have it enough to sustain complex enough ecologies that are ecologies like the first class. One of the first classes you learn here, and you take like an ecological theory class, right? And okay. it's about sort of what is necessary. In order to stay in an ecosystem, right? Everything, when you think about the environment, is really just a system working together. You right. pull enough things out of that system, you, you know. It goes haywire. Right. Positive, negative feedback loops, things go crazy. Um, 
mostly positive in regards to climate, negative feedback loops, find ways to correct themselves. Okay, I see. What we're doing right now with the climate is the most dangerous experiment in human history. It, 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 yeah, no, it is. When we're looking at the loss of biodiversity that we have currently mm-hmm. and the track that we're headed on, people should be shitting bricks. I, we're, yeah. We, yeah. We're losing I, species at 5,000 times the rate than that, that they should be. Well, the truth of the matter is we're losing species infinitely times more. We shouldn't be losing any fucking species. It's uh, so sad. We, yeah, we should be, I think we should be, lo- <laughs> it's, we should be losing, it's usually, I, I think that it's five species a year. Really? Going extinct. That's that's like the, the I think it might be even less than that. Yeah, but there's probably some like core like there's some graph that analyzes like the amount of species found, amount of species lost, amount of current species. Yeah, that kind of stuff. No, yeah, no, but the the current rate is projected, and I do I, I read a great book which kind of outlines even why they think it's on the higher end, but between one thousand and five thousand times times higher. Um, what would be the base rate of extinction, the base extinction rate. Yeah, so that's high. It's it's so weird to think about because what it is, in a weird way, what it is, is it's the earth going, get the fuck off my planet <laughs> to yeah. like humans. Like, like it's, it's saying you're fucking up. Like you can leave. Yeah. Type of deal. This is you want. I mean, what, you want to hear something really crazy? This is yeah. this is a stat that blew my mind. It, it, this it, this is, it, I don't even know how they got this book, the Six Extinction. I read. I really highly recommend it. Recommend that your listeners read this book so that you can be depressed for a month. Um, <laughs> okay, but over eighty percent of organisms, like at our at. Uh, 80% of living things, like if you actually were to quantify how many living things we had on Earth, right? Like, so take the total number of individual lives at our peak in human in, in, um, human history. So mm-hmm. like within the last, um, you know, how long have humans been around? Like four mil- Homo sapiens, four million years or wait, more than that? It, it, yeah. Something sure. like that. Four million years. Yeah. Compared to, there's a difference between... Human his human history and animal history. Right. Is that what you're trying to get? Yeah. At? So yeah. in in human history, because it's a long, very long time span, so it's hard to compare. Right. Um. Today, we have this is this is just, it's so crazy to wrap my head around this. We have eighty percent less living things on Earth. Eighty percent in li- less lives. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Is that from... Are we, okay, so is that kind of... And I've heard this. I haven't... I, I, I really don't know exactly what it means. But what, the last mass extinction event was like the Ice Age. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, like the last Ice Age. I don't know actually technically counted as a mass extinction to be honest i actually think the last one was um it might have been the um 
Well, the Ice Age lasted a very long time. Are you talking about the, the right. very beginning of it? Then yes. Yeah. Um, okay. I think so. Okay. So the the interesting. I wonder how much we rebounded after the Ice Age, like like his society or society. I should. The world was like, let's right. start making living things again. And then I wonder to see. Because we're considered to be in a mass extinction event yes. currently. Oh, well, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It currently existing in a mass extinction right. event. Right. Like by definition. Yes. Yes. Definitions are always funky though. Because like we consider – this is a weird statistic, but like we consider – school shootings different than like europe does so like mm-hmm. technically we have more school shootings even though like the stats just are played with yeah it kind of boils down to it's something i wanted to mention um that and we're kind of we've been talking for a while so i don't know when but anyways <laughs> i think you'd find this interesting uh, or at least something to ponder some legislation that involves Whenever you make a claim yeah. on data, mm-hmm. you must present the data in its raw, unanalyzed form. In my, so my th- like whole thing behind this is then when you're eating cereal, you're you they need to put the ingredients list on the cereal and the nutrition facts on the cereal. Yeah. Do you know what you're eating? No. Some of those words you don't know what the hell they are. But they they need to put them on there. There's some people who dietitians who know what that stuff is. It's their job. If we had this policy, whenever like the news released a graph or something and released instead like a data set of all their things, people that are going through honestly basic calculus would be able to analyze a lot of these numerical values. And be able to like confirm or deny or like, oh, you manipulated this data. You did this scale wrong because there's a lot of manipulation and a lot of different data. I think like a freedom of data is like something that would correct fake news. Yeah. To make it illegal to make false claims based on falsifying data is like. You, well, I mean, the government in many ways is subject to that through things uh, like FOIA requests. Um but not necessarily, you know, well, private entities. Yeah, sure. exactly. Like media and I think that it could extend all the way to um, verified sources on social media. Yeah. Which would well, be an interesting thing. I know there's with. libel and perjury, but I honestly, I don't know what that legally means. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea what constitutes perjury and libel. Yeah, but I'm interested to hear. But, what do you what do you think of this idea? I mean, pros and cons. This... What of ensuring like fair and free data? Yeah, to like. Well, I think I think it would. I mean, well, I mean the implications of that could be huge because I mean I think we're talking about like scientific data, but I mean shit, right. data is collected in a lot of different ways yeah data i mean data like you know more data is collected 
by like social media apps. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, <laughs> that any data is collected 100%. by scientists at our universities. Okay, <laughs> correct. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> astronomical. I bet you myself alone on my social media usage is more research than the whole University of Siemens Point has done this year. Right. I would make that claim. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's a big conversation about like. Because in many ways, you don't own your – you have no ownership of your data. They own your data. And right. people say like, oh, well, I should own my data. Well, let's – I mean, how – I mean, do we get to a point where it, all data is known and we know everything about everyone? Well, the thing with like – I never I never like that. You should know your data. Yeah. You, the, the data that they have on you is just like – who you are what you like that's, that's what true. they have and you know what you are and who what you like you do not want to know your data you'd be reading an autobiography filled out by you Would you want your neighbor to be reading your autobiography like here adam i, I got know. you that butt plug you're looking at <laughs> I, got, I saw you sucking on those toes <laughs> <laughs> like just a world in which i'm not saying that this is what you meant but i feel like even when you if you open up more broadly it's like yeah. a world in which everybody knows everything about everybody it actually might be kind of nice <laughs> just lay it all out there no more privacy it'd be so more everyone would be shameless be so freeing yeah there would be no hiding hiding nothing and you wouldn't be caught in a scenario it would be like yeah but like i didn't actually mean it in that context and you gotta like hear me out because and then you lost their attention you know what i mean yeah i feel like this is how people should start being like like shading like twitter and like facebook in like the same way that girls when like assholes like release their nudes they like they then do it because then they're like they have power yeah (laughs) like we just need to start like releasing our search histories and being like fuck you twitter i beat you to it fuck you advertisers exactly exactly like you don't think i know myself yeah stop trying to sell me your (laughs) (laughs) i would like that That, it's just like so i mean like i feel like that'd be hilarious it would be it would make it it would be interesting because you'd get some dads releasing their stuff and some moms releasing your stuff and some families who have some weird conversations but I'm looking at my uh, last search history stuff. Okay, it's actually quite boring. I can I can share. Okay, <laughs> UWSP Canvas. Okay, environmental planning jobs, ILAPA jobs, news, Biden's picks thus far, um, uh, Riley Jensen, kid genius. That's a SNL skit okay. that I looked up. Okay. Um, 163 LSAT percentile. <laughs> UWSP spin. Uh, subdivision law. <laughs> wow. I swear, it's actually really... Uh, has Trump conceded yet? UWSP, my point. <laughs> That's... Uh, you could... See, like, just that alone, I feel like I could put you together as a person. Yeah. Has interests in politics. Um, goes to UW Stevens Point. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Environmental major. Envi- A little bit. Like, I don't know. I can see how they do it. Well, let's it's look a- at incognito. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We do not nuke those. <laughs> no, that would, be, that would be really funny. Like, if you were really serious about it, like, if you wanted to be, like, if you. Because I feel like th- this should be, like, this should be a TikTok thing. Or this should be, like, a post. Yeah. 
like uh, search history Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> like you just like put everything you in search for the week. <sighs> it would honestly be fucking hilarious. That would be so funny because you hear these stories. Um, you ever heard about God? What are those things called? There's these things which people do like in cities where they take their diaries up from when they were kids and they read them to people like on a yeah. stage and they're hilarious. I forget what, I think they're just called like the diary monologues. It's like a thing that people do now. Or, okay. Like, they'll go up at like a comedy show. And it's like, they'll have them at like comedy. Like, okay. Uh, just back places. when comedy happens. Yeah. Back, back when you can actually go to a comedy show. Um, at these venues and like one of the nights is like the diary monologue so people can go up and just like read their diary and so it's like an open mic night but just for your diary I and shit like that'd be so much fun it would be hilarious like can you imagine like reading shit that you've read of like your 13 year old self yeah we just need like that glamour. 40 year period where we just can rid ourselves of all shame that we had when we were 13 yeah like what is that well, your search history is essentially a really succinct diary. Yeah. It is. Every search is exactly what's going through your head. It's a topic. It's, yep. boop, that's what, that is what you're thinking about. And it's like, I think, I don't ever go through my search history, but they do. And it's like, oh my God. Like, we should, we should I feel like, honestly, too, if, like, they're going to keep our data, at least give us, like a like, a profile. Like, at the end of the year, like, this is what you've been looking at. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I don't look at it, but it'd be, like, it'd be good to be, like, introspective. and. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Okay. Deer hunting best time. <laughs> As from this weekend. <laughs> uh, vengeance definition. Okay. Um, it was more for spelling, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Chess.com. Here comes the mummy's pants lyrics. You need to listen to this song okay. afterwards. It's hilarious. <laughs> One of the lines is, I hope I don't come in my pants. Oh, it's nice. So, it's, it's artful. Um. Uh, you uh, uh terms of use Instagram, <laughs> Oregon drug laws Instagram, uh the Viking game score, Blackberry Mead, <laughs> Zoom meeting. Um, <laughs> I um, I feel like I had to defend one of those, but I can't remember. Oh, I got kicked off Instagram for promotions. I, I oh. so I made my like personal account and business account technically for the podcast so that way I can look at the insights, which are kind of fun. You can look at right. like analytics and whatever. And they they just sent me this thing like you've been banned from using promotions because you broke one of our guidelines. I was like I'd like to know which one. They're like, You can contest this if you want. And I was like, I'd like to know which guideline I broke so I can like properly contest this. Contest it. And they haven't reached back to me. So then I looked at their guidelines and it's a bunch of like this, but like, if we want to, we can just kick you off. So we can just cite this fair and free platform. My ass. Dude, bullshit. How, how many people you got listening to this thing? Used to have more. It's been a little, since the election numbers dropped, I think people are a little preoccupied with life. I mean, that's maybe not for you, but that's, that's maybe good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, I hope you get so big, and then you get that you get that ad money that we've been disparaging through this entire podcast. <laughs> I hope you become an Oprah. I'll be like, I knew I, that guy. I did this podcast <laughs> twice, and then I and then I say I'm going to run for president, and people will be going like, "But what did he do?" You yes. 
like, but like, what? You're like, uh, Oprah, Ryan Seacrest. You know these people. Like, we're like, what? Are you, like, what? You do, like, you're just a personality. Like, you're not. You're not not nice. Yeah, that was, that was Trump before he went yeah. and ran for president. That literally was Trump. At least even he was kind of like he played it. He played a character. He's like, I'm the rich guy. Okay, like, yeah, I've been he, the rich guy for forever. But even so, it's like, what is Ryan Seacrest? Like, what the fuck are you? You don't. You don't. You're like you. You hosted a singing show. You don't sing. You were on American Idol. Like you don't. You don't. You you don't do anything. That this is my biggest biggest pet peeve. Kim Kardashian. People make the same argument. I was like, at least she like was a porn star for like a second. Like that's what's your claim to fame. Good for her. Oprah. What have you done? (laughs) (laughs) What are you? Oprah. What have you done? She just hosted a show. I'm like, well, how did you get that job? Everything like wh- wh- right? Was she like a news person? I don't think I, I have no idea. Ryan Seacrest is almost even a better example because like he, right, Ryan. Really, Seacrest. what are you doing? You really aren't doing a goddamn thing. <laughs> and like, are you even like really doing anything right now? Like, no. Is he? Really How's he got? Like he, but he's apparently I think he has like a lot of money. Really? Yeah. Why? How? <laughs> what? I'm assuming he's like he's got to be like producing stuff like after American Idol or whatever. I mean, that says opera. Oprah. What is the point of opera? How does opera make you feel? I don't know how it's about opera. Or Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. Is there like, a, is there like an H in there? Isn't like O-P-E-R-A-H? Is that? Yeah. Opera. <laughs> yeah. Um, you think she'd be, still be famous if her name was opera? <laughs> <laughs> People would be trying. No, she was famous before the internet. It'd be fine. But yeah. Opera's a bad name. Opera's not a good name. Um, she's best known for the talk show host um, of the Oprah Winfrey show. Um, it was... It ran for 25 years. I can respect that. From 86 to 11. Yeah. Honestly, that's, pre- honestly, that's really why. She probably just, like, she got, she got the show... Like, it was probably lucky. It maybe wasn't a big deal at first. But I think it's just, like, iconic because it was on forever. Yeah. And, well, now she owns her own network and everything, too. She's just killing it. But still, it's still, like, well... Because, honestly, the thing I feel like she's got going for is she's, like, a good orator. Like, she's good at speaking. Yeah. But, like, people put a lot of weight on that, then. Because... Yeah. Well, people, people too. To be able to talk well yeah i mean my key example is like ben carson everybody didn't like ben carson (laughs) because he was so slow and like could not talk and he was his hands look like a little (laughs) t-rex i got that guy and they just like ripped him apart okay so he uh she first off was apparently raised in the inner city of milwaukee okay kind of cool um, and then she, by, she had a radio, she landed a job in a radio station while in high school. This is a Wikipedia, so, like, this could be all incorrect. And then. Clearly the best source. She was a co-anchor for a local evening news by 19. Okay. She's kind of, like, obviously a prodigy. Yeah. To be an anchor on a news channel by 19. Yeah. Uh, okay, I didn't even know. Okay, see, so, well, this makes sense now. She's really just what I mean. I feel like what we're getting at really is just sounds like she's like a communication prodigy. 
Yeah. And that's why people respect her so much is the ability to her ability to communicate. It really is. Nobody ever thinks about that as a prodigy type, though. Communication skills. Nobody thinks. It's always... I think. I mean, I'm not. They're valuable. The thing though is, I, I even I get wary though of quote unquote communication because is it deceptive? Like that. That's because it's like politicians. A lot of times they can be super eloquent. You know. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that. Like you know, God, what was his name? That like young guy. Um, I can't remember. Uh, young guy from Indiana. Uh, no. Buddha judge. Oh, yeah. Pretty eloquent. Like clearly, very smart person, right? But like you can tell sometimes when people are being ingenuous, and they yeah. can, but they can get away with it because. And also, I, that's why I always hate debates because debates aren't about who's right; it's about who's arguing better. Yeah, who can who can talk better? Who can talk better in this amount of time? Who can make a better argument? Who can sound better? It doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be correct. There's, there's no Trump, fat checking. Trump proved that. Yeah. You could you could an argument in a debate that works a hundred percent of the time is no you're wrong, yeah. <laughs> they got nothing. <laughs> His debate strategy was like absolutely nothing. That dude's debate strategy was like just go in there and fucking break shit. <laughs> like I I literally am surprised he didn't just like come in, push the podium over, and just walk out like. That man has zero grace. Just bring a vase so- <laughs> just so he can throw it on the floor. <laughs> just, just be like, no, it's you're just, wrong. That was the most insane thing I've ever seen. I didn't even watch it that night because I was like, I know this is going to be terrible. Like that, that icon- I feel like that debate is now iconic. Like that will go down American history as just like a really dark moment. <laughs> <laughs> they should play that for every – it should be like a 9-11 they remember saying history classes except it's that like debate yes. day and they have to watch the whole thing it's like every year in high school for history class you go day. to law school and they play it so you learn like not how not to debate <laughs> this is what you don't do this is what you don't room, do really just don't do this it was i i, I think back on it some days and i'm like i was even i was knowing that it would be bad i didn't watch it but Knowing that it was that bad, I went back and watched it. And I was even so shocked by how bad it really was. Because I knew there would be... I thought there would be lying. I thought there would be a lot of talking over each other. There wasn't even really that much lying because there was so much talking over each other. Yeah, it wasn't just constant. And honestly, I actually feel bad for kind of Joe Biden because it was like... I mean... Was he an old man who wasn't really doing too great in the debate? Sure, yeah, no, he wasn't, you know, wasn't his best performance. But, like, it certainly was, like, this guy is just this fucking insane dude just screaming at you this entire time. It's just, like, literally not letting him get a single word out. And you're like, what is going on? This is the stupidest thing I have ever seen. And people like this shit. I'm like, there's so many people in America who are just like, Fuck it. <laughs> like, that's why they love him. People, yeah. if you don't understand it, or you don't get it, then your attitude is definitely like, fuck it a lot of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, 100%. Like, <laughs> I completely understand the people who, like, are diehard love Trump because they're like, fuck this system. That's, fuck that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. They he, want, yeah. But he's, he stopped standing for not the system, and I think that's what doomed him. Uh, yeah well he i mean he would i think he would always say that he you know wasn't a part of the swamp but he i mean if you actually look at what he did he was an alligator like the rest of them yeah 
Well, I mean, his administration just got co-opted by because he didn't know what he was doing. No, no, of course not. Like, so he just it, it, it was basically he was used. I mean, you know, Hillary Clinton was right. He got used as a puppet. I mean, I feel like sorry. I mean, no, yeah, no, not to not to piss off any of the listeners. Just my opinion. Well, he it was a nice idea that was bound for failure. And yeah. what I mean by that is it's nice to think that a common person can be president again, even though Donald Trump isn't common, but he's surely not a politician. Joe Biden feels more common to me for some reason, even though he's as, like as the a definition common... of a career politician. Yes. He feels so much more like relatable to me. Isn't that crazy? You know, it is crazy. That's I think that's a testament to Trump's personality more than a testament. Such a bullish, fucking, just disgust. I'm sorry. I just this is one of these people I can't stand. Like it's just like so awful. It's just (laughs) hilarious, but disgusting. Yeah, so hilarious. I again, I was. He's one of those guys I just really would love to like talk to and just understand what goes through his head. You know, like there's those people that they make such outlandish. I know. Do you think he does drugs? Oh, a hundred percent. I totally feel like he does. He cannot do I'm drugs. I'm so for it if he does drugs. I'm like, <laughs> go for it, bud. There's no way, like, any president hasn't done drugs. But like currently, that's what I'm feeling. Oh, like I think well, this is what I'm saying because it's like I know I think Obama's pretty cool. He's probably done a few lines here or there. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Back in law school? A hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Starting for a couple tests? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was like a prodigy, just slaying. Like, I guarantee you he did. Bernie, God, that dude has smoked so many dupes. Like, <laughs> no. are you kidding me? Yeah, he's Him probably, and Al. He's like, probably eating edibles and lunch during com- Congress's, like, out sessions. He, yeah. <laughs> no, he's like, I only smoked two times. I didn't like it. It was like, are you, bro... Like really, like come on. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, like, gotta be real with us. And uh, yeah, but uh, I feel like Trump. He he does like meth, <laughs> like I or speed. A, I think there's a high. Ch- well, he's Adderall def- or something. Yeah, Adderall. There's gotta be. It's, I yeah, think it's like Adderall. Can, it's probably like does Adderall. Be, but like, what's the difference between that and speed? Adderall like, is 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 low. Uh, you know, a smaller dose of speed. Yeah. <laughs> I oh I don't I don't like stop it. <laughs> I do think he does drugs. I yeah. I think yeah. I can just like when I was picturing the debate, I never watched the debate, but when I was picturing what you were explaining, I just pictured my grandpa standing on the stage getting berated by Trump. It's sad. It's kind of sad, but it's also hilarious. hilarious. Like, it's hilarious just to think of, like, an old man, like, trying to think of, like, what's going on and just being like, you're not supposed to be doing this right now. I've been in these scenarios before. Why are you yelling? Yeah. Like, to completely break down the, like, social norm and accepted, like, way to be. It felt, like, borderline brutally abusive. Like, it, it literally was that bad. Like, he was just getting berated, like, the entire time. Like, just nonstop, just verbal diarrhea. Like, whatever he thinks of up here, coming out here, 
and like i'm like what's going on it it did feel like it's like I almost, it felt like the like two old dudes who had like a rivalry in like an old folks home or something and like they just wanted, <laughs> I love that it like just no letting up just like hey eh, eh. next next presidency next election will there be someone under 70 and we'll wrap it up um I don't think Joe Biden's going to go for a second term. I don't think he'll make it. I I don't think so either. I think he's going I think he's going he he might make it, but he definitely won't run for a second term. No, I yes. think Kamala will then run for the no, I think she will get the nomination no matter what. Like no matter what the, the, the way the conventions have been going for the Democratic Yeah, side. no. Well, the She'll party, the, the well, because she's the VP right now, and so it'll be like yeah. a natural thing. And then, like, the weight of the Democratic Party establishment will just like be behind her, and they'll be like, no. And then I think she'll run against Nikki Haley, who was the UN ambassador for the Republicans. And so it'll be two women on the ticket. That'd be very interesting. And they're both somewhat, I mean, I wouldn't say like, I mean, not like young, not like millennials, but like not in their 60s. So. That yeah, and uh, so that 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 is my guess. Okay. Do you have any closing remarks before we end this thing? We, we talked about so many topics I tonight. I I honestly can't even remember all the things we talked about. Just um, you know, folks, have a good good holiday, and uh, you know, stay safe, fight the power, and get uh, out there, get out oh, there. Oh, how's the how's the rebellion? Not rebellion, union. Two different things. <laughs> <laughs> You're a follow-up on the union. Yeah, this, we could end with the, the union. You know, I the union did not get actualized because, oh, look, I could start a union, but all I ask for is emails. <laughs> and people can't even provide that. But um, It's a testament to where I... Yes. I did start the I, – I don't know if you've ever – uh, people have already told you. I feel, I feel like I've told you about it, but like um, – started the uw divestment coalition so if your oh, listeners yes. are interested in that they can go check us out at our website at uwdivestment.com or any of our social medias because we're actually really kicking ass there i just i just had my last meeting with them because i want to focus on, on lsat prep so it was kind of bittersweet leaving an organization that i started but it, wow yeah it's okay been a really cool ride with them so sure. on 10 uw campuses now so definitely check us out all right Amazing. That's a perfect thing to end on. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. And if you did, make sure you leave a comment if you wish. As always, I'm your host, Adam Schmidt. Saying bye-bye for now. <laughs>